everyone. Welcome back to Who's There. I'm your host, Allison. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. This is a podcast where I talk to a new horror fan every week because I hope to destigmatize what it means to be a horror movie fan. Because most of us are just regular people who like the adrenaline rush from being scared for some reason. And here we delve into those reasons. Surprise, you're getting a second episode this week. I did a lot of interviews a couple of months ago and I wanted to get them all out in 2023. So you're getting this extra content. I'm super excited to share my conversation with you with a horror fan named Chad Chedister. He's a high school teacher in California who incorporates horror movies into his classes, and I'm so jealous I didn't have a class like this to take in high school. We talked about how he created his own major in college and why he loves horror anthologies and revenge movies, the ones that are done well, at least. I'm super excited for you to hear this conversation, and I hope you're all watching all of the holiday horror movies right now. I watched a bunch over the weekend. Go check out my Instagram to find out which ones. And if you want to get more involved with the show and join the community over on Patreon, click the link in the show notes, and for only $3 a month, you'll get early access to episodes, stickers, a monthly newsletter, and more. As always, please take a second to rate and review us wherever you listen, and let's get into my conversation with Chad Chedister. Chad, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. It's Saturday morning, so, you know, just starting the day. Thank you so much for being here. Do you want to start by telling everyone a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, totally. I'm I'm a teacher. I just started. I'm super, I've been a big fan. I've listened to the podcast quite a bit. I'm a huge fan of horror. I've always been since I was a kid. So I'm actually just started as a teacher. I've had like a million jobs, but I'm, I'm a huge fan. I've listened to the podcast. And I'm a huge fan of horror. I always have been. I I was like the annoying guy in like high school, like who like ordered all of the weird foreign movies and like made people come over and watch them and like told everybody to be quiet. This is a good part and that, that kind of thing, you know. So. Oh, that's cool. I'm actually going to see a Tunisian horror film tonight, so that should be interesting. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So first things first, what's your favorite scary movie? I usually say It Follows or The Lost Boys. I've seen yeah. it follows. I've not seen the Lost Boys yet. <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty great. It's like, you know, peak eighties, you know, young Kiefer Sutherland, Corey Haim, Corey Feldman, Vampires in California. It's it's pretty perfect. I I think an American Werewolf in London is also like on the on the list for me as well. Awesome. Have you been up to the the pier that Lost Boys takes place on in California? Yeah. Yeah, no, I've I've been on the beach, I've I've gone on the ride, I've I've walked up and on the pier. Yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure. That was like one of my when I first came to California, that was like one of the first things I did. Oh nice. So how did you first fall in love with the horror genre? Well, I mean, I I'm kind of of the age where like I grew up walking up and down the aisles of Blockbuster and, you know, gravitating toward the horror movies and seeing all the weird uh, you know, like the art on the cover of the box and all that. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I've always been a fan. Like, I, I remember, like, when I was a kid, like, my, like, asking my mom if I was allowed to watch a scary movie or something. I think it was, like, a Freddy Krueger movie. And she was just like, it's up to you. And so then I just kind of, like, went crazy and watched every single thing I could find. And I remember renting Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday, yeah, the final Friday, and watching it, like, a dozen times before I returned it to the blockbuster. <laughs> Oh wow! How old were you the first time that you you know watched a horror movie? I'm uh, pretty young. I'd say like I don't know, younger than ten for sure. I I don't remember exactly. I think my first movie experience was Jurassic Park, and I thought that was pretty scary. But then within a couple of years, I was like watching you know Chucky and Freddy and all that stuff. So 
Nice. So why do you think that people who seem perfectly sane love the horror genre? So I actually kind of studied horror as my undergrad major. I read all kinds of, you know, theory and books and all that stuff about it. But I mean, I think the simple answer is like the, you know, the separation between real life and fiction and and like fiction exists so we can explore all kinds of different themes and ideas. And, you know, the same way, like an action movie lets you explore like what would be like really exciting fantasy, but it's within the safety of like, the movie screen is the same thing i think so like you know we're we're humans and, and death is part of life and that's kind of scary but if you put it like within a rectangle uh, of a tv screen or a movie screen you can like examine that scary stuff at a safe distance and so i feel like it's sort of you know it lets you kind of explore stuff you wouldn't just talk to your buddy about you know and so i think it helps you kind of develop a lot more like a well-rounded kind of uh, emotional balance i think that's a great answer i love that and you're talking about the watching something through the confines of like a tv screen i was just listening to an episode of the podcast evolution of horror and they were talking about funny games and how they break the fourth wall all the time and they sort of were like you know you're choosing to watch this so i don't know if that relates at all but yeah, yeah, this like voyeurism, stuff like that. And yeah. exploring like how much you can make yourself take, even though you're really not seeing any violence on screen. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, right? Like with a movie like that, it's like, it's not about seeing someone be murdered. It's about like knowing that it's going to happen or knowing that it's happened like just off screen. And like the whole movie, you're just glued to the screen and you can't, it's getting amped up and amped up. And it's just like... I always talk about it in terms of like it's like the inverse of comedy where like you hear a really funny joke and you just like laugh involuntarily like you're, you're, you just happens you can't even control it and horror is like the reverse of that where it's like you see something really scary and your body has like a physical reaction you know even though you're not in control of it but even though you know it's within you know like the safety of the movie screen or whatever it still has that physical effect on you yeah so what scares you today in horror movies and in real life I, I was listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. It's a recap podcast. And they, people like on this podcast, they, they always they always are scared the most by like real life things. Like they're always scared by like that could really happen. So it's scarier, you know, but I feel like I'm the reverse where it's like I don't believe in ghosts or demons or possession or any of that stuff. But that's the kind of stuff that actually scares me in movies. Like during the pandemic, Host came out. It was on Shudder fantastic movie i love it it's so good i've seen it like three or four times and it's like you know it's a haunted zoom call <laughs> basically yeah. and it's like so spooky and it like genuinely scares me I, I mean i also like really love like the ring and the conjuring and you know like all that kind of like it's it's spooky stuff it's not like a guy breaking into your house and stabbing you but it's like that's what actually scares me <laughs> in movies you know oh that's that's really interesting since you know you don't believe in ghosts and so that would never really happen but you're not afraid of home invasions <laughs> yeah no i mean i've definitely had my share of like stress nightmares about being late to work or whatever yeah. but but yeah no it actually scaring me you know like making me like turn on lights in the dark when i'm like walking around after a movie it's 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 usually like possession movies and, and stuff like that like i i was re-watching last week i rewatched veronica it's a spanish horror movie it's actually on netflix and it's just like a girl plays with a Ouija board and then spooky stuff starts happening. And, uh, and it, like, I, if I were in real life to play with a Ouija board, I would just be poking it around. You know what I mean? But in the movie, I'm like glued to my seat and super scared. So, yeah. 
yeah i haven't seen that movie but i'll have to put that on my watch list what's your favorite subgenre in horror I kind of go through phases. Like I, I feel like when I was younger, I was like obsessed with zombie movies, and I like saw like every. You know, I feel like when I was growing up, I was like in high school when, you know, like the running zombie became a popular thing. So I was like super obsessed with that for a long time, and then I went really, I went through a really strong phase of like I was just obsessed with gore, like any movie where you know somebody's eye gets stabbed or whatever. Like I was obsessed <laughs> with that for a long time. I feel like. More recently, I've been getting really into like anthologies and stuff, you know, like the ABCs of death and, and all that kind of stuff. I really love those. And and I love going back and watching them from like the 80s and stuff. You know, I just watched, what's it called? Creepshow. I watched Creepshow 2 and I had like, it like unlocked a memory of watching it from when I was a kid. <laughs> I didn't even realize that I'd seen it before, <laughs> but it's just like, there's certain ones of those little anthology stories that, that just like st- have stuck with me. I think there's one called Body Bags. Uh, I think Wes Craven made it. And there's like one of the middle stories I saw like on TV as a kid or something. And I just, I, I always knew it was like a scary story I, that I knew of, but I couldn't like place it. And then I watched it last year and I was like, oh, this is what happened to me in seventh grade. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> But it's like, it's the one where it's a guy who like, he's balding and he gets really uh, embarrassed about being bald. And so he signs up for some, you know, weird clinical trial to get his hair grow. And then it turns out that his hair won't stop growing. And it turns out the alien, the hair is aliens and it's like a parasite in your body. Anyway, it's really goofy, but I love it. Oh, that's cool. Have you seen the Scare Package movies? I think I've, I think I, I was like, I think I added that to my list on, what is it on like Screenbox, I think maybe. And then I kind of never actually got around to watching it. Are they pretty good? I have heard, I have friends who really like anthology horror and they've watched it. They, they said it was really good. It's on Shudder, I think. Oh, Shudder. Um, okay, cool. I think there are two, there are two of them now, Scare Package and Scare Package 2. So I could never really get into anthology horror because I just like, I like one story and I like there to be like a lot of character development. And I feel like you don't get that as often in anthology horror. I don't know. I'm just, if I'm going to watch a movie, I want to watch a movie, not six <laughs> little movies. That's yeah, <laughs> I totally get that. But I think the reverse of it can also be true where it's like, if they only have like 15 minutes and they can do it effectively enough, mm-hmm. then it's almost like more impressive. Like literally like a, 15 20 minutes short that I saw 20 years ago I'm still <laughs> talking about it today like I yeah. feel like the reverse can also be true but I, I definitely understand what you mean though yeah do you have any favorite horror directors yeah I mean I feel like kind of the usual like obviously like, I, I love the Jordan Peele's movies like I, I feel like I feel like Nope is like a masterpiece like I love like Ari Aster Wes Craven John Carpenter you know like those I feel like the same way, I feel that same way about Midsummer. I feel like Midsummer is like a perfect movie, like top to bottom. Like there's like not a single flaw in it. I, I, I'm in love with that kind of stuff. Oh, that's cool. I really like Midsummer, but I've never heard anyone refer to it as a perfect movie. Um, I hear people <laughs> say that about Hereditary, but I feel like people think there are more plot holes or whatever in Midsummer. but I, I think Midsummer is a really beautiful movie. Too. Yeah, I think Hereditary. I think like Tony Collette's performance, and, and also I don't know the guy's name. The the younger guy, he gets possessed. Uh... I feel like both of them give like incredible performances in Hereditary, but Midsummer. I feel like I, I I don't know. Like maybe feel really strong feelings like the whole way through. I, for some reason, I really connected with it. I'm I'm crazy about that movie. <laughs> Alex Wolf was. Oh, uh, there we go. Thank like, you. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. He's great. Yeah, he he's was great. It- he was he's been in a couple of things since then but yeah that was really 
That was a great role for him. So you said that horror was your major in undergrad. What was that like and how did you form that that to be your major? And where did you go to school that that was available? Yeah, so it kind of wasn't available. So <laughs> I went to, it's called Rhodes College. It's like a small liberal arts school and I'm, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. And so they had like film studies as a minor and they had creative writing as a major. So I made my own major with this film studies professor where I could do creative writing and film studies as one um, major. And then, um, you know, I, this poor lady, <laughs> she was very patient with me. And, you know, she totally like helped me like find awesome literature and stuff to read. But like, I actually, it was kind of cool. I, my big senior project was I got a grant um, and I like hired all these local like actors and cameramen and like lighting guys. And we like, actually I wrote a short film. I directed the short film and then I like wrote an essay about the short film. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, my professor, fantastic professor, I think her name's Roshna Richards, which is awesome. But I feel like in hindsight, it's like, I was just a dumb kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I made a stupid movie, but like, I had a really great time and I loved it. And like, I'm not, I wouldn't like show the movie and be like, look how good this is. But I loved having that experience. And it was a really like awesome, you know, process to go through when you actually, because, you know, I had done film studies and film theory and all that kind of stuff, but I had never done anything on the production side. And so it was all new territory for me. And so it was, it was really cool. I had a really good time, but yeah, I, I wrote, I think I wrote a 12 page paper on Antichrist as part of one of my things. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I did all kinds of like, I was super, I was kind of like making myself go crazy reading like all about horror all the time basically oh that's so cool i have not watched antichrist yet it's been on my list for forever and one of my friends wants to come over and watch it with me it's never <laughs> find the time because he's a flight attendant yeah, it's not like a party movie you know what oh, i mean like you oh, don't I have know. a whole bunch of butts over it's like a friday night thing it's very grim and it's pretty yeah. gnarly but i mean it's really great it's it's just not a, it's not it's not a, an up experience it's a very oh, you know grim yeah. you know what is another movie that we've watched? Yeah, he is sort of my friend that I watch really intense horror movies with. He likes watching them also on his own with like a bucket of KFC. So <laughs> love him dearly. He will watch all the Human Centipede movies. Megan is missing. Mm -hmm. Irreversible. I'm just like, you have fun with that. He's like, we should watch them all in one day. I was like, <laughs> we, we tried to watch all the Purge movies in one day following leading up to the newest one that came out in 2021 we did not feel very good after that so. <laughs> yeah i i feel like like my fiance is very patient with me like she doesn't <laughs> really love horror but we like she's like very into themes so like during october we can watch a horror movie every single night and like i do like you know 31 horror movies for the month or whatever and then I end up watching like extra ones on the side by myself and then it ends up being like 40 horror movies or whatever. But she, we went to Evil Dead Rise when it came out and after the movie was over, she was like, I'm not going to any more horror movies. <laughs> she was like, that was, that was too much for me. I'm done. And so like, I saw like Talk to Me by myself. I saw Cobweb by myself just cause like, I, I love that stuff, but she's, she's, you know, it's not necessarily her uh, cup of tea, you know? Yeah, Evil Evil Dead Rise is a was a very intense movie. So if she's not really into horror, then I could I could totally see why she did not appreciate <laughs> that one. But that one was super fun. Have there ever been any other horror movies that you've shown to your fiance that she's been like, No, I don't why you said this to me? 
Well, we we usually screen them with trailers, and so it kind of comes down to how gnarly the trailer is, okay. or like how spooky it looks, you know. But yeah, no, I I do, you know, like I have the Shutter subscription and all that. I do that on the side by myself, and then we will watch like a thirty minute rom com or whatever TV show on the side. You know, when we eat dinner with her, you know. <laughs> nice. What did you think of Talk to Me and Cobweb? I love Talk to Me. I think Cobweb is like really. I, I didn't really have any expectations going in. And I feel like it. the whole movie is pretty good, but there's this, like, one, like, middle part where Lizzie Kaplan does, like, some of the creepiest stuff I've seen <laughs> in a long time. And, like, that's actually the piece of the movie that stuck with me. But I love Talk to Me. I think it's super good. It's, like, very, very scary. And, like, a lot of the performances are, I feel like the main the main character and her younger brother, I don't know what his name is, but they're both awesome. I, I was really, I was really into Talk to Me. I think it's like one of the best horror movies that's come out this year. Oh, awesome. I really, I enjoyed Cobweb. I thought, I thought Lizzie Kaplan was so creepy. I had no idea what was going on, <laughs> but I'm sad that more people didn't see, get, did not get to see it. So, mm-hmm. so you're teaching now. Do you plan on incorporating or trying to incorporate horror into your class? <laughs> Uh, yeah actually my advisor was like here's you know here's my materials she taught the class last year and she's like oh and i i added like a little horror suspense unit in october you can use that if you want and i was like if i start that i'll just never stop <laughs> like that my class will just become a horror class and we'll just talk about it all the time but yeah no i'm definitely i i'm i absolutely like because i you know i also really love like creative writing and all that stuff too so i feel like i'm probably gonna like shoehorn some of that stuff into the class even though that's not necessarily what the course is about but yeah it's it's something that I love so I'm probably gonna end up talking about it regardless you know that's cool what is the course about so I'm teaching two classes one of them is 12th grade English just like preparing kids to go into college and the other one is 10th grade and it's like we're our big thing is we're gonna get them all published we're gonna we're submitting them all there's this New York Times like uh contest where you can like write or create something that's about what the high school experience is like in 2023 like slightly post-pandemic but not quite you know and so we're we're, we're super excited I'm, I'm i'm really looking forward to it but you know what's crazy is school's supposed to start on monday and that's like exactly when this hurricane's supposed to hit southern california and so literally like the last thing our principal said yesterday in a meeting was like and by the way school might get canceled on the first day of school (laughs) so we'll see how it goes fingers crossed oh oh my god fingers crossed is it hurricane hillary i think so yeah 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 Yeah. and it's like we would just get it's kind of embarrassing because you know we're in san diego so like we would get like 10 inches of rain which isn't that big a deal but for san diego it's a really big deal like we're not used to anything i'm you know i'm from tennessee where like a storm is like a real storm and you can't see yeah like a storm (laughs) a real storm like i've seen lightning strike outside my house before and then here it's like if it rains if if even sprinkles people talk about it for like the whole day (laughs) i was teaching like a fourth grade class once and it started raining outside and there was like you could hear thunder in the distance and mm-hmm. every single kid got up from their seat and ran to the window to look outside. Cause they were just like, they, they had never heard thunder before. Like they, oh that's goodness. how isolated we are from like actual bad weather. So oh. yeah. <laughs> Wait, where in uh, Tennessee are you from? Memphis. Yeah. yeah oh, Memphis. Okay, Memphis. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. I visited Memphis back in like 2019. Well. Yeah, I love Memphis. I I used to go to like, I always, I always used to joke around cause I lived in this big house in college and like, I lived with four or five roommates and every single one of them was in at least one band <laughs> and there and there were like live music shows either at our house 
or at our neighbor's house like every night of the week it, it's it's the thing i miss the most about memphis is like live music and the music culture and here it's like i don't really have that and i mean they, it might exist i'm just not part of it and you know it used to be i was in the middle of it so i could actually enjoy it more you know have you visited any supposedly haunted spots in california not really no actually i don't think so i i i do you know i've gone through like LA for like you know shows or whatever and you I always hear about like oh if you go down this road you can see where the Halloween house is or if you go to this part you can see where the Nightmare on Elm Street house is but no I don't really I haven't really done any like actual haunted spots or anything like that no oh yeah because you, you're a skeptic you don't believe me. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's actually true that's why <laughs> it's because I don't believe any of that stuff so you've also written op-eds for cutprintfilm.com what have some of them been about yeah, so that was like a few years back. I wrote I wrote one about Cloverfield. I love Cloverfield. I've always been a huge fan. And I wrote like this really long rambly article about how like the, what is, okay, so the main character of Cloverfield, the guy, the, the party that the movie starts with is celebrating him going to Japan and like pursuing his career. And he's nervous about that. And my whole article is about how like, his fears about going to Japan are manifested by a giant kaiju. That's like a traditionally Japanese thing invading New York City. It's like literally a classroom. Oh yeah, I've never like, thought about that. Before. It's like literalizing his fears, you know. Oh. Cool. And then I remember I also wrote one about Unfriended. I, I really like Unfriended, which is funny because it's like the predecessor to Host. I feel like, yeah. like one is on Skype and the other one's on Zoom. That's how you know the time difference, you yeah. know. But yeah, those were like the two ones that I think I like enjoyed writing about the most or like I was most excited about and like sometimes I'll like share them on my resume like to be like look I've, I've published things you know oh cool did you hear that they're coming out with a direct sequel to Cloverfield soon yeah I feel like that's always kind of been like whispers of that but I remember I think it was probably like a couple of months ago now but they they turned on the website again remember because oh, remember when Cloverfield okay. first came out their whole thing was like viral marketing and it was yep. Uh, advertising like the soda or whatever yeah, and then slusho. yeah exactly i think the slusho website came back online like two or three months ago and so i was like trying to like look through it and see if there's any like you know because they used to like drop hints yeah. and stuff you know so I, I remember i was like digging through it a little while back yeah totally yeah i saw cloverfield on a big screen again last year for the first time since 2008 and then after i went home and i started like googling like the the lore behind Cloverfield and that was like a three hour YouTube poll. So, yeah, yeah, totally. What was I it they used to do? It was like augmented reality or something. It was like some kind of like leaving little breadcrumbs of like yeah. information. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I saw I saw Cloverfield in theaters for the first time at a theater that was a few blocks from the final building that they end up at, the one that's like oh. fallen. So that was, that's awesome that was kind of a surreal experience i was like is it still there <laughs> right, my <laughs> my version of that is when i saw i saw the blair witch project when it came out in theaters like as a kid i was i was pretty young and then like literally i think it was like either that night or the next night we went camping and we were like in our tent in the woods and it was just pitch black outside and we were like scaring each other like we could hear oh you know what i mean the sounds that they hear in the movie yeah yeah totally oh my god Oh, I, I'm not a camper. So even, <laughs> even before that movie, that never, never for me. Totally. An article came out in 2020 that said that horror movie fans were handling lockdown better than non-horror movie fans. Why do you think that was the case? 
I mean, I <clears throat> kind of like what I was saying before. Like, I feel like if that's the case, then I think it is because, like, you know, through experiencing all of the fears and all of that kind of stuff, like, once removed through fiction, like, and I think that kind of helps people, like, develop more, you know, like, a better sense of, like, who they are and what their boundaries are and maybe also, like, better sense of, like, empathy, I feel like, you know, the the monster kills everybody. We're all victims, you know what I mean? And so I feel like that kind of translates a little bit to real life. I, I'm a big believer in, like, the separation between fiction and real life, but I also think that we can learn from fiction. Like, a lot of people, you know, they'll... Sh I feel like... I remember one time somebody was like, oh, here's my favorite TED Talk. What are yours? And I was like, I can offer you my favorite horror movie. <laughs> like, that, like, that's what I'm learning from, you know? But yeah, so I feel like that's kind of the that would be the reasoning i guess if i had to justify it nice did you watch any pandemic horror movies during the pandemic yeah i mean host would be the big one right it's it's kind of like all through zoom calls and then like at the very end they briefly see each other and they like elbow dab that's how you know yeah. it's like oh this is pandemic you know <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah it's funny i feel like a lot of pandemic stuff tried to like avoid being about the pandemic you know what i mean and so it's sort of it's almost like an escapism thing where most people in shows like tried their best to like not make their movies about just literally COVID, like that you know yeah my question was specifically more about like just like like 28 days later outbreak things like that did you watch any of those <laughs> Yeah, I definitely watched Outbreak during the pandemic, <laughs> like, well, like during lockdown. I had like three or four months where I was just like at home, you know, getting paid to stay home and not go to work and stuff. And I definitely got sick. Like, I think it was literally like March 2020. I got super oh crazy God. sick. Like I literally had COVID. And I was just like laying on the couch delirious, like just watching, like I was on Shutter and I was just watching like back to back to back, like five or six movies in a row because I couldn't like get up and do anything. So I definitely watched a lot of that. And, and yeah, I actually did recently revisit 28 Days Later, which I feel like was such a huge movie for me when I was a kid. I feel like I watched it like 20 times or something when it first came out, but yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, that's a great, that's a great zombie movie. Is, is it a zombie movie or just like, I don't know. <laughs> the Rage Virus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I really like that one. I rewatched it when I was studying abroad in London back in 2007. I've watched it since then too, but I remember watching it while being in London and I was like, this is weird. Yeah, that's very cool. I love all those shots in the opening where they cleared the streets yep. and, the, and the, he's just walking around by himself. That feels like so surreal. <laughs> um, are there any horror movies that you won't watch or that you won't watch ever again? Um, I mean, I <clears throat> the the one the, the one subject matter that kind of like turns me off from a lot of horror movies is like sexual assault and that kind of stuff. So like, you know, I watched a Serbian film when it came out just because it was like it's the new edgy horror movie and it's like yeah. i don't need to see that again <laughs> i'm good on that i but the thing is like i do i do like a lot of like rape revenge movies like like literally revenge that came out a long time ago like that's i love that movie but but yeah a lot of stuff with sexual assault i kind of just like i'm not you know what i mean it, it doesn't really i don't like it as a i, I don't like it if it's like cheaply used i guess is how i would say it you know because obviously there are great stories that involve that but it's not in the same way that like if there's like a really cool practical effect of someone getting their neck bitten open i'd rather see that used cheaply in a movie than you know what i mean but yeah yeah have you ever seen the nightingale by jennifer kent 
Yeah, totally. Yep, exactly. That's a perfect example of like, it's a great movie. It happens to have to, you know, revolve around that story. But, but yeah, it's like a well-made movie. So it, it makes sense to, you know, it's worth it. Yeah, that's a one-time watch for me. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> agree with you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Have you ever had any noteworthy experiences seeing a horror movie in theaters? Yeah, I mean, I I have pretty strong memories of seeing, like, like The Ring when it came out. Like, I love The Ring. That's, like, one of my all-timers, you know? And I remember, I actually remember seeing that in theaters and, and everyone just freaking out and, you know, whenever they show like the little clips uh, yeah. I, the moment when the they come home and they find the girl in the closet and it's just like the briefest glimpse like it's like such a, it's like less than two seconds shot but like seeing that on the big screen like I still remember that moment to this day <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah no you've mentioned two of my three favorite horror films which are The Ring and Cloverfield what has your favorite horror movie been that you've seen in 2023 I mean, I love Talk to Me. I love Cobweb, but I think Infinity Pool was 2023, right? Wasn't that this year? Yeah. I, I think that's like, you know, it's not like literally horror, but it definitely dabbles in it, you know? And I feel like that is like, while like Talk to Me might be like the scariest movie this year, but I feel like Infinity Pool is like the best horror movie. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it, like the, the themes, the performances, like all of it together. It's just like, I, when we left the movie theater, I remember just like, talking about it for like days like afterwards like bothering my fiance like oh my god do you remember this or like you know what I mean like just like continually bringing it up and to a point where she's like I get it like you like the movie <laughs> you know? uh, she she sounds like a good fiance and she <laughs> li- listens to you yeah <laughs> totally. um, yeah infinity pool was definitely one of the most unique horror movies this year I think that was like what happened, the plot is, like, not something I'd ever seen before in another horror movie, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it does kind of dabble in a lot, because it's Brandon Cronenberg, right? And so the one prior to that, I think it's called Possessor. Have you seen Possessor? I haven't seen Possessor, but I know. Yeah, it it kind of, like, dabbles in some of the similar themes, but it's, like, equally weird. But I think Infinity Pool is, like, a more, like, polished or more effective version of it that, like, explores stuff that I think is like more interesting and and more and and also more relevant I feel like it's like very much you know like there's been this kind of trend of movies lately that's like aware that rich people suck yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know and 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 like actually engaging with that and and it kind of involves like tourism and all other stuff so I feel like it's it's very it's like relevant you know what I mean it's like topical in a way yeah yeah did you hear that they're gonna come out with a oh I think they've already filmed a prequel to talk to me that they're gonna release Oh, I didn't know that. No, totally. Is it the same filmmakers? Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, obviously, it, it it lends itself to, like, you could do a whole series if you wanted to. Yeah. But but I don't know. I feel like the story was so personal, you know, with the main character in that. I I guess I would worry that it could just become, like, um a, like a centerpiece just to, like, throw bodies at and just let people just get killed or whatever, you know, yeah. instead of... I, I felt like the... Yeah, I feel like the story is so personal. I don't know if I would, I, I guess I would be hesitant. You know what I mean? I would be worried that it might kind of lose focus. Maybe. We'll see. I'll go see it. So. Yeah, I, I will I too. <laughs> I didn't find Talk to Me very scary, but I'm I'm interested to see what they do with like a, with a prequel. So. Yeah, totally. I mean, I say that, but I'll be there opening weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm definitely a, a franchise guy. Like I, my big thing I always talk about is like, a Nightmare on Elm Street 
I feel like everyone loves three, you know, Dream Warriors is like the one everyone always talks about. But I think four is actually the best one, the Dream, Dream Master. I'm, I'm definitely, I'll watch, you know, that's one of my things I'll do every year is I'll either do Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th and just watch all of them like within a few days or whatever. And I'm also big about Freddy versus Jason. Like it's, you know, it's the 10th movie or whatever, but it's like, that's the one that I'm actually excited to get to <laughs> by, after watching, you know, seven or eight other ones. Uh, I, I've only seen Freddy versus Jason once. I saw it in theaters, actually, having mm-hmm. never seen a Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th movie. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do people like that one generally or? I feel like it's it's 50-50. I feel like because, yeah. you know, like there are some problematic things and it. it came out at a time where, mm-hmm. you know, I think Kelly Rowland says some pretty, you know, derogatory things. Okay. <laughs> but But it's just like, I feel like it nails... And maybe it's just because I was in high school at the time, <laughs> you know, but yeah. I just feel like it nails perfectly the split between the two. Like it does all of the Jason stuff I wanted to do and it does all of the Freddy stuff I wanted to do. So it kind of like checks all the boxes for me. And it, it has like an energy to it. Like a, it's like amped up to 11. Like it's everything is super like big and no, no one's doing anything subtle in that movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no, yeah. it's not a subtle movie, but like, I, that's kind of why I love it. Like I, I think it was with Gorley and Russ. They were covering the Friday the 13th movies and they were kind of razzing on it a little bit because there's this part where the, I think they're the paramedic or something, but they're like, they're like brainstorming all the characters of like, what do we do? How do we, you know, defeat these two monsters or whatever? And they're like, okay, so like Freddy died in fire and Jason died in water. Like, and they're like, they're like trying to like make it like thematic or something, but it's just ridiculous gibberish, you know, but it's, it's very funny. I, I love it. So. All right. Maybe I'll have to give it another try sometime. Are there any horror movies that you love that people generally don't like? Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I definitely like Blumhouse made Truth or Dare. I think it was in 2018. And it's like, it's such a, like, I guess the word I would say is like, it's very basic. Like, it's just, it's like the most, literally it's like, you know, college kids, like they find a spooky thing and then they each die one by one over the course of the movie. And then they kind of try to resolve it at the end. And it's like very traditional and straightforward, but like, I just love it. Like, it's just one of my favorites and I've I've watched it like several times. I feel like I'm the only person who's ever like rewatched that movie. I love it. I love it. I'm also a really big fan of Fall, which came out like a year or two ago. I love it. I loved yeah. it was last year. Right. Fantastic movie. I love it to death. It's like the reverse of 27 meters down. Yeah. But it's like up high. And I feel like it just came and went and no one talks about it. And it's like, I I love that movie. I feel like it should be talked about. I feel like we should be getting a sequel by now, you know? Yeah, I think they are making a sequel. But yeah, I always try to get people to watch that. I saw it by myself in a theater about a year ago. And I think I was in like the second row. I might. <laughs> My palms are so sweaty and clenching the seat, the armrest so hard. I don't have a fear of heights. So it's yeah, me neither. But I was totally (laughs) on board. Like I was like all in, you know, like I I really like cared for those characters, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And after my boyfriend and I went on a Ferris wheel at a fair (laughs) a couple months ago, I was like, oh, we should go watch Fall. That's actually a good idea. Go to somewhere really tall and then watch the movie right after. Yeah. (laughs) If you could remake one horror movie, which one would it be? I was thinking about this question. So I I think there's, okay, so in 1979, it's an Italian zombie movie. It has a lot of different names. I know it is just simply zombie. 
but I think it's also known as like zombie two without the E on the word zombie. Anyway, it's like one of those movies where I was young, I was in high school or whatever. And, you know, I got like an, a, a crappy little DVD of it and I made my friends like watch it over and over again. Cause there's like two really great parts. One is a zombie fights a shark, which I mean, that sounds awesome. Right. <laughs> and it is. <laughs> and then there's another part where, like a zombie punches through a door and pulls this woman toward it, but the door splinters and then the splinter goes into her eye and it shows it like very graphically. And it's like those two pieces are like 10 out of 10. I absolutely love them. But like the rest of the movie, I feel like we could probably do a little bit more with, you know? (laughs) So I think that'd be my answer. Yeah. Awesome. So my last question is if you guys been quarantined with one horror villain, who would it be? So, like, I mean, personally, I love Jason and Freddie and all that. But if I were going to, like, spend quarantine with one, I was thinking the the Babadook at the end of the movie when it's just in the basement and it just eats worms. <laughs> and it's just like a weird pet that you have to, like, maintain. Yeah. I feel like that's the that's the, the easy answer, you know, like the survivable answer. Nice. Yeah, that's a No one's ever said the Babadook before. So that's great. <laughs> So thank you so much for being here. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you online? Yeah, I I don't really have any big socials or anything. I mean, I, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. But yeah, I don't. I just made a Blue Sky account yesterday. <laughs> I'm trying to leave Twitter, but I don't really post that much. So I don't really have any, you know, plugs or anything. Oh, all right, cool. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, you too. That's it for this week's episode of Who's There? I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Chad Chedister, and thanks again to Chad for coming on. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Who's There PC. Don't forget to check out our Patreon if you want to stay connected. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, horror movie recommendations, or you'd like to be a guest, shoot us an email at Who's There PC at gmail.com. Until next time, stay scary and never ask Who's There. <laughs>